Good evening, everyone. Let's all stand. A couple of announcements. We'd like to welcome all of our guests here, first of all. If you are your first time visiting Calvary Gospel Church, we'd like to just welcome you here and thank you for coming. But we'd also like you to uh, visit our kiosk in the back. There's a, uh, a couple of points of information we'd like to collect from you and get to know you a little bit more. And we have a small gift for you back there. Um, if this is uh, your first time here online, you can visit us at the same, in the same way, but just following that link on your screen, the bit.ly link forward slash connect to CG. Um, we have some offering or some giving options today. Um, if there's four ways you can make an offering or pay your tithes here, you can give online at cgcmadison.org forward, forward slash giving. You can give in person uh, at one of the boxes uh, mounted to the wall by the entry doors of the sanctuary. You can always give by mail by mailing your check to 5301 Commercial Avenue, as you see on the screen. Or you can give in the mobile giving app, Church Center. If you need any help uh, getting a Church Center app on your phone, you can see Pastor Phil or one of the pastoral staff, and they'll be able to assist you. Um, we have one a couple announcements. This Friday, January 5th, uh, we have All Church Prayer at 7 p.m., so we're excited for that. This Sunday, January 7th, we want to remind everybody uh, about the elements classes beginning. And so this is uh, a great opportunity for you. We want, uh, if you want to know more about uh, the Bible or growing in your relationship with God, we want you to join the elements classes beginning this Sunday. Uh, it starts right at 10 a.m., 101, uh, the first uh, class for elements, takes place across the lobby in the library. All, uh, all are encouraged to attend who want to be a part of that. And so uh, it's, this, is, uh, this is kind of built into the uh, DNA of our church. We want everyone to have a great, solid understanding of who God is, who they are in God, and also the rest of the Bible. Amen. So um, the week of January 8th, Monday through Friday, January 8th through 10th, there is going to be three days of prayer and fasting. And so we just want you to be aware of that, three days of prayer and fasting. Sunday, January 14th at 11 a.m., a service uh, full of worship and some testimonies will happen, celebrating what God is doing in our church, amen. And so we're excited for that. And at this time, we'd like for everyone to stand. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer. Um, isn't God good? I just feel, when I came into the sanctuary this afternoon, I just feel the presence of the Lord and just thankful to be able to do that. I have not grown up in a church. There was a time in my life where I didn't know what the presence of the Lord was like or what it was about or what it felt like or how to experience it. But there came a point in time when I became, became, uh, became knowledgeable of what God was wanting to do in my life, and I started to listen to Him. And I started to follow him and to obey him. And I, I encourage you tonight, one of those things that we can do to get to know God more is prayer. It's probably the primary way to get to know God besides the Bible, maybe. But tonight, let's just go to the Lord in prayer. If you have a special need, let's just bring that to the Lord right now. Let's just ask him to touch those needs, to, to move upon those needs. If there's someone here that needs a special healing or a special touch, would you just lift your hand to the Lord right now? We're going to go to the Lord in prayer right now. We're going to speak to God, amen, and ask him to intercede on our behalf for the needs that we have. Lord Jesus, I ask you, God, tonight, Lord Jesus, that the needs that are here represented in this sanctuary with hands of faith lifted up to you, Lord, that you would look into those needs and to move upon the lives of the individuals that need help from you, God, that need healing from you, that need a touch of your spirit, Lord God. We ask you, Lord Jesus, to move with your presence, move with your spirit. Let it be known to them. Let, let them feel it, Lord God. If they don't know who you are, if they haven't ever felt your presence, God, tonight let that be a, a moment where they start to feel it, Lord. They understand who you are, to feel the tug on their heart, Lord, to bring you closer to them, Lord. We ask you, God, tonight that you'll touch all those who haven't made it to church tonight. They may be sick in body. They may have other problems going on, God. We ask you to touch, touch your children, Lord. Touch your church, Lord, tonight. And please bless them. In your name we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you worship with us for a few moments? Amen. Try to stop your love And you would 
wage a war Try to take the very thing you gave your life for You would come running You tore down every wall All the while you shouting My love, you're worth it all God, you pursue
the Lord Church. Such a beautiful, beautiful presence in the house tonight. So good to see so many of you back from 
Christmas vacation and traveling over the, the holidays. If you're a guest of ours, it's great to have you visiting with us here tonight. It's good to see Grant Solberg here tonight. We've been praying for Grant. has been in the hospital for three days. And um, good to see you here tonight, Grant. And uh, you could be seated this evening. This is our first service of 2024. And uh, we are finishing up a series from last, it would be last year series, I guess. And um, we're going to get more into 2024 on Sunday. And we're going to kind of give a little bit of an introduction on Sunday and get into that. But uh, we've been talking about turning our failures into success. And we've been talking, we've been going through the alphabet, started at the letter A, and we finished up with the letter, anybody remember what our last letter we finished up with? S, all right. Did anybody remember the letter R? What was rest? What else was in with that rest? Relax, refresh, recreate, reinvigorate, and rejoice. I just want to encourage you to incorporate that into your daily routine. Every day, get your rest, relax, reflect, refresh, recreate, reinvigorate, and rejoice at the progress that you're making. So we're going to move right into this tonight because I have to finish this tonight, either 8 o'clock, 8.30, 9 o'clock, Depends on how, how long you're willing to... No, I'm just messing around with you. We're going to start off with the letter T, and we're going to talk about thankfulness. We just went through the Thanksgiving, Christmas season, and um, thankfulness is critical to your future success, to our future success. Over the past month, sometimes when you, I don't know how it is with your devotions, but, but I'll get devotions and, and I get like morning manna from Brother Rufus Parker and, and then I get a couple other ones and then I, I get some emails and, and some text messages and, and, and such. And, and it's kind of funny because sometimes it's almost like these guys are synchronizing out there. I'm not for sure uh, how it all is it happens this way other than it's just a God thing. And sometimes you run into a patches of Scripture that may hit you in two or three different devotions over a period of two or three days or a week. And I just want to read from the message tonight. It says, let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other and step with each other None of this is going off and doing your own thing and cultivate thankfulness. We're reading from Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. Let the word of Christ, the message of Christ, have the run of the house. Give it plenty of room in your lives, instruct and direct one another using good common sense. And sing, sing your hearts out to God. Let every detail in your lives, your words, your actions, whatever be done in the name of the Master Jesus, thanking God the Father every step of the way. Thankfulness is critical to your future success. If you can't be thankful, if you can't be thankful for what you have now, Sometimes it's hard-pressed for the Lord to give you anything else. So, be thankful. Letter T, the letter U. And this is very, very, very critical letter again. Letter U stands for unleash your potential. During your time with the Lord every morning, and I want to challenge you challenge us as a church that every morning when we're ready to leave, to step into our day, we need to ask the Lord to challenge us to tap into previously unused potential, recognizing the opportunities that God is sending your way as he's never done before. I believe every day 
we use, we use so little of what God gives us. And God has given us, I believe in the scripture where it says, much is given, much is required. And he may have given it to us, but we may not be using it. We need to pray. I challenge you this year, before you leave the house, say, Lord, stir up in me those gifts that you've given me that maybe I've been afraid to use. Maybe I don't recognize them. Maybe I don't feel like I'm qualified for them. But pray that the Lord would stir up that gift within you. And as the Lord stirs up ideas in you, you're going to hear this many, many times over the course of this next year because I've, it's just write them down. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times that God has given me a thought, and I know it's a God thought, and I'm in too much of a hurry, and I don't pull over, I don't stop, I don't write it down, and later I rack my brain. I'm like, Lord, help me to remember, help me to remember. Write it down, write it down. Ephesians 3.20 in the Amplified, one of my favorite scriptures, it says, Now to him who by in consequence of the action, the power that is at work within us is able to carry out his purpose and to super abundantly far and above all that we dare ask or think beyond our highest prayers, our desires, our thoughts, our hopes, our dreams. Your potential is like God's love and God's mercy, and God's power, and God's authority without limits. So the letter T, or letter U, excuse me, unleash your potential. V, we need to visualize our success. You need to visualize your success. If you can believe it, this is where faith where you have to put eyes on your faith. If you can believe it, you can see it, which will empower you and I to achieve it. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of the Lord. If you can believe it, if you can see it, it will empower you to achieve it. The power of God allows you to ignite your imagination, your faith, and visualize God's will and God's purpose for your life. What does Hebrews 11:1 1 says? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. This scripture confirms that everything will exist Everything will exist in the invisible realm before it can appear in the visible realm. So it exists in invisible. We can't see it. That's why now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence. We can't see it. But by faith, we can believe it. We can see it, empower, and achieve it. You have to think about this. Everything on this planet that you physically can see, feel, touch, had the vision in someone's mind to create it. I think about this, the building that you're sitting in. Can you imagine how many different people were involved in the process of envisioning what their padded pews are going to look like, what your padded seats, what, what, what the lighting is going to look like, what the interior of the building is going to look like. The car you drove here tonight in had a team of probably hundreds of people designing that car, taking a vision, something in their minds, and putting it on the paper and then taking it and then bringing it in to reality. The chairs we, we sit in, someone visualized that before it was ever produced. The computers that we use, someone visualized, someone had an idea before it was ever put into existence. Every process, every product, every invention, every movie, every entertainment video, every, every book, every organization, everything that is added to this earth by mankind exists in the invisible realm before it became or entered into the visible or the tangible realm. 
And yet so many times <laughs> we struggle so hard with faith when it's between us and God. Imagining what God is calling us to do and what God's purpose for life is, we kind of struggle and choke on that one. So allow your spirit to take hold of this truth. And I encourage you to allow natural information, things that happen around us every day, to stimulate a revelatory understanding. And we can step into a deeper realm of faith. Everything we have on this planet got here by faith. It did. It got here. People, it, it was in somebody's mind. And they took that and took it from the invisible into the visible. And God is desiring for us as his church to take that which is invisible and bringing it into the visible. Worry. Our next point, W. Worry less about failure. I've, I've, I've known so many people that have started off in business ventures and, and various areas of their life, reaching out into things that, that, that they're unfamiliar territory in their life, and they worry about failure. They worry about, what am I going to do if I fail? How is, how is this going to affect me? We need to worry less about failure as we increase our focus on successful thoughts and actions of our past and of today. And tomorrow, what would you do different in your life if you knew you would never be able to fail at that? Think about that. What would you do different in your life if you knew? What investments with you would you make if you knew you weren't going to lose on it? What levels of faith would you take, your steps you would take if you knew so worry less about failure. Two scriptures speak to everything we need to know about the futility and spiritual damage that worry can do to us as a human being. Matthew 6, 27 in the Living Bible says, Fill all your worries or will all your worries at a single moment to your life. The Amplified says, And who, and who of you by worrying can add one hour does worry, does, has worrying ever been profitable? Think about that. Only you can answer that. I can't answer that for you. I have spent hours worrying about situations that never, ever, ever even developed. You get those phone calls. Brother Dan's back there. Got a smile on his face. I think he probably can probably hit home on that. We, we worry about stuff, Dan, that, that, the doctor report, recently, I, the doctor, they, I mean, typically, they, you know, you, you have that my chart, and, and I go on there, and, and I got like three phone calls from the cardiologist, and I'm like, that's kind of odd, and then I got a letter in the mail, call us, we're trying to get a hold of you. And I'm just like, oh, Lord, what, what is going on here? And I talk with Lois, and I'm like, you know, I, I can't believe, you know, I, something's got to be, this has got to be terrible. They just wanted me to come in for a blood test. And I was just like all just in a, in a, in a big dinner that, man, what's going on? I probably should have just answered the phone for the first time. Philippians 4, 6 in the NLT says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. That just wraps that right up, doesn't it? X. Some of you are concerned about this letter. How are you going to cover the letter X? Anybody want to, <clears throat> excuse me, anybody want to guess? Evacuation? That's E, but good try. At least the last I spelt it, it was. Maybe I'm wrong now. X-ray your motivation. <laughs> 
for wanting to be successful. If you're driven by greed, sometimes we, we don't want to admit this, but sometimes we can be driven by greed. We don't like to call it greed. We like to call it just the desire to break even in life, perhaps, but sometimes greed can drive us. Sometimes revenge can drive us. Retribution, we want to get back at someone. So if you're driven by greed, revenge, or retribution, you need to change your mindset. You see, we're able, this is the amazing thing about humanity, is we're able to hide a lot of things that goes on in our minds from a lot of people. You could be sitting here tonight and have a problem with someone sitting halfway across the sanctuary from you, and you can be sitting here thinking about how can I get back at them for stiffing us over Christmas. <laughs> yeah, we invited them over, and they, they, they didn't come to our house, but we heard they went to someone else's house. I guess we're not good enough. We let these things, I mean, I mean we can think all of these things. And not one other person here is going to know what we're thinking. Sometimes even those that are closest to us, sometimes husbands and wives, can take and hold aught against one another and won't share, won't talk about their feelings. They hide. And sometimes those that are closest to us, but our true feelings and our true motivations are clearly visible to God. You see, our success will be limited and short-lived if our motivation is selfish instead of selfless. Did you get that? You see, Superman may have had x-ray vision, but only God can see the heart and the thoughts and the intentions of the mind. Zig Ziglar, he was real popular a number of years ago as a motivational speaker. He says, every job is a self-portrait of the person who did it. Our successes will be limited and short-lived by our motivation if our motivation is selfless, not selfish. So, x-ray, what is your motivation for wanting to be successful sometimes it's just we just want to do better than the next person my only competition in this life <laughs> is myself i'm not in competition with anyone here i have to do and i will be held accountable by god for what i do and what i don't do and everyone here will be held accountable. That's what the word says. We will all be held accountable someday for our deeds and our actions, what we do, what we don't do. I'm not going to be responsible for Brother Peter's actions. He's not going to be responsible for mine. Letter Y. This is a little bit longer point tonight, but we're going to plow into this. Yield not to hindrances of any kind on your drive to success. Now, we're talking about turning failures into success. You can't always change how life happens to you. Did you hear that? You can't always change how life happens to you. So use it. Use it. Reading from Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, we're going to cover a little bit about the story of Joseph reading in the NLT, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for, intended for it for all good. He brought me to this position so that I could save the lives of many people. When we look at the story of Joseph, he had all kinds of hindrances on his way to God's calling. His brothers were jealous because he was a favored son. They sold him into slavery. He was taken into Egypt. And for the first 40 years of his life, it's hard to imagine this, 40 years of his life, everything went wrong. Everything went wrong. 
if it could go wrong, it did go wrong. But did that stop Joseph? I think of him a lot. He was sold into slavery. He was falsely accused of rape. He was thrown into jail for a crime he didn't commit for 40 years. Nothing seemed to go right for Joseph. But God put Joseph exactly where he wanted him to be. He knew that Joseph someday would be raised up to become the second most powerful leader in all of Egypt, the most powerful nation in the world at that time. And because of that, Joseph was able to save Egypt and Israel from worldwide famine. Not only did he save the two nations from starvation, but he also saved his family. And he also saved the families of those who sold him into slavery. When his brothers appeared before him, Joseph could have confronted them and punished them for what they did. But what was Joseph's attitude towards his brothers? He treated them with grace and love, not bitterness. He was able to do that because he saw God's greater perspective and purpose being fulfilled in his life. He knew God could use even the biggest of hurts in his life for the good of his family and for his, his, his nation. Joseph said to his brothers, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many, many people. God took the terrible sin of Joseph's brothers and used it to eventually save nations. There will always be people. There will always, always be always be people in your life who have bad intentions and who are going to resent you and criticize you and try to hurt you. And there will be times when you are the innocent victim of someone else's sin. There is just simply no way around it because this is how the reality of life works. You may not understand it, but you don't have to always understand it. We can trust that God sees and that he cares and that God will have justice. Remember that scripture, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Vengeance is God's, it's not ours. Like Joseph, you can't always change your circumstances. Maybe you're wondering how you're going to make it through or what God is doing in your life, because God can use everything. God can use everything to accomplish his purposes and his good plan. Listen, God is more interested in your character than he is in your comfort. And God will use anything to accomplish his purpose, his good plan to grow our character and to make us more like Jesus because he's depending upon us to change the world. You see, what others intend for bad, he will use it for good. Proverbs 16.3 tells us, Commit to the Lord whatever you do and your plans will succeed. In his heart, a man plans, in his heart, a man plans his course, but the Lord determines his steps. Why? Yield. Yield. Yield to the process. Some of the hardest lessons I've ever had to learn in my life as being the lessons of yielding to God's process because we don't always like that. <laughs> we just sometimes want to just get in the mirror and say, Lord, stop messing with my life. You ever felt that way? Lord, just stop messing with it. God's like, well, <laughs> when you committed your life to me and you yielded it's a constant battle to yield. 
Our last letter is the letter Z. And we need to zealously pursue with passion the things that are important to you. As I said at the very beginning of this series, one of the opening lines in this series is failure is an event. It is not who you are, and failure is not final. But you have to understand, church, we are the only ones who choose whether success or failure is our ultimate destination. I don't choose your success or failures, Matt Moran. You choose them. We could go around the room here tonight, and everyone here tonight could speak. If you were honest and speaking truly transparent, you could say, yes, I've had successes and I've had failures. You choose whether success or failure is going to be your ultimate destination. I know some people that have failed so many times, they will not attempt. They don't want to try. 1 Corinthians 12, 31 tells us, but, but earnestly desire and zealously cultivate the greatest and best gifts and graces. And yet I will show you a still more excellent way, one that is better by far and the highest of them of all. Is love. Does it sound like God wants you to fail or settle for less than his best as we continue to go and travel through life? I don't think so. I don't think God is looking at his church today and at his children and saying, well, you know, I just, I don't know what happened. I just got a bunch of losers down there. I don't think God looks at it that way. I know he doesn't. He gave everything he had, everything he could give, Sister Martha, he gave so that you and I, you and I could overcome and have a better life. A life, John 10, 10 says, I've come in order that you might have life and have it in all of its fullness. I think the King James says, I've came to give you life and give to you it to you more abundantly. When I think about abundant, it's like more abundant. It's most, mostest abundantly. <laughs> so as we close out this series, as well as this year, most people have never really learned how to really live People in our world today are just learning how to exist. And Jesus came into this world really to give us three kinds of life. Life that takes care of our past. Life that takes care of our present. And life that takes care of our future. First, Jesus came to give us new life. That means everything that we've ever done wrong, every failure we've ever had in our life is completely forgiven and forgotten because he wipes the slate clean. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so when the enemy runs to the Lord and he's his little tattletale because Scripture tells us that he's the tattletale of the brother and he, he's, he, he's, he's going to try to condemn us and, and, and he's going to run and the Lord just, wait a minute. <laughs> he did what? <laughs> yeah, when someone says that they're born again, that means exactly that, that Jesus gave them a fresh new start in life. If you step across that line and you step and you accept the salvation that God has for you, his grace and his mercy, and you ask him to forgive you in repentance and you enter into baptism and you're filled with his spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, one does not need to feel guilty about your past. 
because God has given us a new life. And we can have this new life every day and have it more abundantly. So first, Jesus came to give new life. Second, Jesus came to give abundant life. (laughs) You were made, we were made for more than just to survive. Did you hear that? So many people today are just struggling to survive. But we were made for more than survival. We were made for success or even earthly significance. You and I were made for a life of purpose. And that life of purpose is what Jesus calls abundant life. A life where your values and your meaning and your significance all come together. That's what's so awesome about God is, is, is our values, our meaning of life, our purpose, our significance. So many times people, you talk to people and they're like, why am I here? I know why I'm here. And that's the life that God meant for us to live every day. Every day. We can stand this evening and our musicians can come. And third, this is, this is, I just love this. Jesus came to give us eternal life. (laughs) You see, God will take care of your past. God will take care of your present. And God will take care of your future. Because that's salvation's gift to you and I. I just think that is so awesome, Brother Millen. Sometimes it's easy to get frustrated in life and you just think about this. We just went through the Christmas season and we saw the children put together their Christmas story here and the wise men saw a bright star shining in the sky. And they followed it to find baby Jesus. But you see, the sad part about that is, Elder Kasky, is that how many thousands of other people saw that star and knew that there was something significant and different about this? Everybody else saw it. But nobody else did anything about it. The wise men were wise because they knew that following that star would lead to a gift unlike any kind of gift they had ever seen before in their life. So as we close this series out, turning our failures into successes from A to Z. My question to you tonight is, how wise are you? You see, it's one thing to know. It's one thing to have the knowledge of that Jesus is the light of the world. But it's a whole different experience to let him light up your life from the inside out. See, just just like we cannot live without the light of the sun, we cannot live without spiritual light. And we have to open up the light of Jesus Christ. And if you open up and allow that light of Jesus Christ to shine into your life, you will find a new, abundant, and eternal life. (laughs) I'm so thankful that I have new life. And I'm so thankful that Jesus has given me abundant life. 
but I am so thankful for eternal life. And over the next year, I want to encourage you, church, to review the A's and Z's of turning failure into success and let them sink into our spirit. Let them get into here. Let them get into our mental hard drives, our thoughts. And remember, as a man thinketh, so is he. Let it get down into our souls and let it become part of who we are and who God desires us to be. God bless you tonight. And as our worship team begins to sing, I want to open up this altar. Maybe you're not accustomed to this. Maybe you're not comfortable with it. That's fine. I just want to invite you to pray. And as the worship team begins to sing, you have something you would like for us to help you pray over, please feel free. We'd love to help you pray on any, any situation, anything you're struggling with. If you're sick in your body tonight, I just want to invite you to come down to the front. If you're frustrated, discouraged, and you need encouragement, we want to pray with you tonight. God bless you. Cause the God I serve knows only how to try.
T, thankfulness is critical to your future success. Unleashing your potential. Potential, visualizing your success. I got my notes all scattered here. Worry less about failure and increase your focus on successful thoughts and the actions of your past, present, and future. X-ray your motivation for why you want to be successful. Yield not to the hindrances of any kind on your drive to success. You can't change it, so use it. And zealously pursue with passion the things that are important to you. A through Z. And just remember, Jesus came to give you new life. And he came to give you abundant life. And he came to give us eternal life. God bless you. Thank you so very much for joining us here this evening. We will see you on Wednesday or uh, Friday evening. We have our first prayer meeting of the year, and uh, excited about that. We'll be starting a new series on Sunday. We're going to spend a little bit of time laying the groundwork on that because we'll be on it through the month of January, and it's going to kind of set our theme for the whole year. But God bless you. Remember our snow policy. We have some snow coming up. If we're under a winter storm warning, if the church is under a storm warning, that's when we postpone, cancel church, all right? God bless you. Love you all. Appreciate you. Thank you to our worship team tonight. Awesome job, gals. And you too, Jamin. (laughs) Brother Dennis, God bless you all. We'll see you on Friday. There's nothing to die.